every event that happens in life, you're going to view it in the lenses of your personality. Now, what happens is as you continue in the first seven years, your brain is not running near the speed because it's collecting and formulating information and the meaning of that information. So your brain's probably running about half the speed as a child up to your seven as what it is when you're 20. Your brain is running much, much faster. So up to your seven years old, everything's being imprinted into your brain. However you see it in that moment, bam, that's an imprint. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Forging Life podcast. I am the host, Trey Ryder, and the Forging Life podcast is about hardships, parenting, entrepreneurship, and the struggles that we deal with every single day. We will have many interviews with special guests, and you can actually see some of these interviews on YouTube, and you can even join the discussion by heading over to Facebook and typing up Forging Life Podcast and join our page. You guys, thank you so much for coming in, and I hope you enjoy season number two of the Forging Life Podcast. Before we jump into today's episode on the Forging Life Podcast, I want to give a shout out to today's sponsor, Kenny Page at K Page Productions, who has helped recreate the Forging Life logo, and he actually is offering our listeners 10% discount to create or recreate your logo, business cards, and so much uh, many different other offers out there. Uh, you can get a clothing line, tags, and a few other things there too. So make sure, head over to a Kennedy page uh, who his information is in the show notes. Take advantage of the 10% discount and make sure you get yourself looking nice and professional. So thank you, Kennedy. And now let's jump into today's episode. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Forging Life podcast. I am your host, Trey Ryder, and today I have another special guest with me, as always, and his name is Papa Ray Hurst, and I have been friends with this gentleman for a few years. He came out to uh, one of my uh, weekend events and completely supported, and overall, his, his wealth of knowledge and expertise is just astounding. And he is the founder of ILAP Coaching. I'll let him explain what that is in a moment. He is actually in the process of writing not one, but two books. The title, it's kind of a, a series, so to speak, but Daddy, Why Don't You Love Me? A Father's Blessing to a Son. And the second book is actually going to be A Father's Blessing to a Daughter. So welcome to the show, Papa Ray. Hello. So good to be here. I am excited. I'm excited to have you because I think back on, on the first time that we met, which was another networking event. And yeah. next, next thing I, I remember is obviously staying in contact, but then you showing complete support, signing up for my two-day event and your lives that you were doing while we were sitting there during our breaks, you would bust out your phone and go live, yeah. just talking to your audience and you're very engaging to everybody. You literally would give the back, the shirt off of your back to help other individuals. And you travel all around the United States uh, doing 
um, kind of immersive coaching for uh, parents, families um, of that nature. And it's just amazing to see where you are today. So that's a, a mouthful. I'm sitting here, I'm just kind of <laughs> talking about you. But <laughs> so can you tell us what is ILAP coaching? ILAP stands for Improving Life Action Plan. And our main focus in ILAP coaching is to help you understand you. Because our number one problem everybody has in life is the person you see in the mirror. So we really dive deep into understanding emotional awareness because emotions are literally the driving force to every single thing you do in life. What you eat, what you don't eat, where you go, where you won't go. If you pray, if you don't pray, if you're angry, if you're happy, it really comes down to emotions. So we really have had a, a lot of success when we help people understand what I call their owner's manual. How does your brain, your body, and your spirit work together and against each other? When you really get down into that, understanding that, it's amazing how life literally takes a shift because otherwise you could almost say you're flying blind to some degree because if you don't know why this triggers you or makes you angry you can't control it and like i was saying earlier did you ever see somebody really smart do something really dumb what is that it's the lack of emotional awareness I love it. And one of the turning points in my life and personal development happened to, to come from realizing that we take charge of our own body, our own mind, our own actions, our own emotions, and where everything that happens, so to speak, to us actually happens because of us. Mm -hmm. And when, when we change our mindset, if you get into a car accident, uh, even if that person was truly at fault, but had we slowed down, had we left the house just a minute earlier, had we you know, taken some type of action, like if you're in a crossroads and that person ran a red light, had you looked left and looked right, there's just so many different options is what I'm getting at. And yeah, yeah. instead of looking at it as somebody else's fault, when I truly started taking a different look and perspective and saying, there's something I could have done to alter this outcome at this precise moment. That mm -hmm. was truly one of the shifting points for my life. And I, wow. from wow. the sound of it, that's kind of what you're speaking of. Is that? So what we really do, and we have major breakthrough in less than four hours by helping the person go back to the original event. And that could be when you were four years old, three years old, even at conception, is um, we help them to change the meaning they give to that event. So one of my clients did eight and a half years for armed robbery. He did eight and a half years upstate. And he, he was just full of anger and rage. I mean, this guy was a lot of rage. After the, the third session, he came over to me and I said to him, okay, my turn to talk. Because before, the first two times he was there, he just vented, vented this bitter anger and poison and 
And the third time I said, okay, it's my turn. I got, and, and what happened, I'm just giving you a quick backstory. His mother conceived him on, on their wedding night. She probably had no concept of what was going to happen that night, but she hated him and told him all his life. He was worthless. He should have never been born. And she hated him. She'd tell him outright, you were a mistake. You were an accident. You should have never been born. What we did on the third time he came to my office is we went back and corrected that meaning is you were not a mistake. You were not an accident. You were loved. You were wanted. And that goes into my father's blessing is what my book is about healing the wounds of an absent abusive father is we go back and correct the meaning that you gave to it. Because what happens is you hear something, you attach your own meanings to it. Nobody can give it a meaning but you. God, the devil, nobody can make you say, okay, Trey, you have to give it this meaning. That's the only option you have. No, our creative brain comes up with the meaning we give it. And all I do is help them to change that meaning. And you know what it does? It instantly, radically sets them free. It's just amazing. <laughs> when, you, when you're sitting here speaking of this, and I would like you to explain this so I don't have to. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. How do we come up with meanings in things, in events, or in the, the way that we see things? It's, it's really easy. Your brain is... Uh, so you have a different personality types. There's four personality types, or depending which test you look at, there might be more. But of each one of them, you can break them down into uh, eight and 12 and 16. So some of them personalize you're stronger, say you're more dominant or you're more passive. That's your personality. So you're really going to look at life in your personality's view. No personality is greater than another. So a passive person is no less than a dominant person. It's just they fit in a different way in a different thing. Now, every event that happens in life, you're going to view it in the lenses of your personality. Now, what happens is as you continue in the first seven years, your brain is not running near the speed because it's collecting and formulating information and the meaning of that information. So your brain's probably running about half the speed as a child up to your seven as what it is when you're 20. Your brain is running much, much faster. So up to your seven years old, everything's being imprinted into your brain. However you see it in that moment, bam, that's an imprint. Unfortunately, nobody is taking the time and saying, hey, Ray, I see that this happened. Let me help you understand what that meant. No, life goes, <laughs> it's, and the next event is happening, imprinting a new meaning. I love it. And the, these are the type of conversations I truly love. And the reason behind 
me saying that is you and I are very similar in our mm-hmm. our overall personal development. That's I'd, probably why we click so well. And you know, I was just recently talking to somebody else about you know kids. I, I think it was off the air, but ultimately everything is being downloaded straight into the the um, uh, subconscious. It and is. those are the programs that we run off of our entire life yeah. from there on out. So these events, these things that happen, why these emotions are they're attached to certain events. And those events were came up from the beliefs, like how we generate these beliefs came from something that we learn. You know, if you're I like call it an imprint. Yes. The yes. First time it happened, it imprinted. Yes. Like a, and I like love a, I love that verbiage. Yeah, because it's true because it's imprinted straight straight in there. Go ahead. So what's really curious is if you could imagine that you are the sum total of every part that makes up the whole of who you are. So you look at a checkerboard. Every square is a part of the whole. Now, can you imagine that checkerboard times a billion and each one of them little little boxes has an imprint in it. Now, every moment of every day, your brain is doing a research of your past to determine what is about to happen in the future based on the imprint that was left when it first occurred. Now, this curiously happens in a nanosecond. In a nanosecond, literally at the speed of light, your brain does a research of the most traumatic and dramatic events of your life, comes back, determines what kind of emotional, how are you happy, are you sad, are you mad? How do I like the other person involved? What else has been happening in my life in the last 24 hours? And in a nanosecond, it adds all that together and comes out with a conclusion which releases neurochemicals into your body. Cortisol and adrenaline are the bad ones. Those are the ones of the stress response. So the um, parasympathetic, the sympathetic. It's either parasympathetic or sympathetic. So anyway, when you get stress, fear, worry, doubt, or anger, cortisol and adrenaline gets released. Adrenaline shuts down your organs, helps you to get stronger. Blood starts pumping, saliva dries up. Is you're going to fight or flight. Cortisol is the curious one that is really bad. Is cortisol takes away your cognitive thinking processing ability, greatly diminishes your ability to think creatively. So your brain can process about 720 bits of data on a normal happy-go-lucky day. And the instant that you get stressed, fear, worry, or doubt, it can drop as low as 20. The reason being is if a bear is running at you, you don't sit there and say, well, you know what? I could take a picture of him before he gets here. It's like, no, we're going to try to fight this bear or we're going to run. So cortisol literally just strips away all that creativity. You are down to number one, I'm going to run. Number two, I'm going to fight. Now, can you imagine any time you get stressed, your body has no clue if it's real or if you just came up with it from a perception. It will do the exact same thing. Cortisol, adrenaline, race to your brain, 
in a nanosecond, it, it determines how do I feel right now? How do I like that other person? What's been happening? Boom, my creative cognitive thinking dropped dramatically and I'm stressed out. And, I'm, and remember what we said? Did you ever see some smart people doing really stupid things? That is exactly why. Cortisol. Cortisol yeah. just, poof, in a, a split second, took it away. I've been smiling the whole time that you've been talking because this is what I eat up. This is the, the same stuff that I sit there and research and help other people with. And when, for the listeners that are out there, this isn't necessarily for you. But if you're listening to this right now, he's giving you a lot of in-depth knowledge about what is going on. And our body and the adrenaline, the, the problem is our bodies cannot keep up with the amount of adrenaline that we are using on a daily basis. That's why most people are fighting fatigue. That's why a lot of people are getting a lot more sick than they, they typically do. Anything from uh, social media to video games to the TV and all these things will play a factor in what our body is actually doing. And I noticed it when I used to sit there and truly play video games. I, you know, being military, I'd always play the Call of Duties and the shooting games. And, <laughs> but then I would notice myself, like, literally, I start getting tensed up. I start getting angry. And literally I, I feel it playing with my own emotions you get this little kid talking crap to to me and here i am true military and <laughs> you're telling me you can take you know like in this game and, and i was i feel myself just tensing up and i'm like are you serious right now and that's when i really we have to disconnect sometimes when we can feel our body starting to tense up when we feel our emotions getting away from our actual control and yeah. that's what is so, so good, so good. Uh, that's what truly is going on in the world right now. We have these iPhones. We have we walk around basically with a computer in our hand every single day. We're never completely disconnected. We get that text message from a boss or a phone call. So sorry to go on this rant, but it's yeah. so true. And this is something that's very important that you guys, if you, this is going to be something you're going to have to go back and re-listen to again, because there's a lot of information that we're scientifically speaking of that happens within our body. And why do you need to go back? Because it comes down to the awareness. When you truly elevate your awareness, then you can start understanding why and ask those better questions to open up a whole different category of, of life and true meaning of your own personal happiness. So thank you so much for going into yeah. that. Don't let me forget to, to explain epigenetics, but coming <laughs> back to the checkerboard, this, I'm going to give you guys the million dollar answer. I'm just going to give it to you. And if you can follow what I'm saying, you will never spend a dime on mentoring, coaching, counseling, therapy ever in your life. This, I'm, I'm just being serious. This is a very simple, simple step, but a super hard process. And that is, if you looked at that checkerboard with billions of bits of information on it, and you start picking out the wrong meanings that you put there, and you change the meaning of when the event occurred, you will radically change your life. Now, that's a simple step. The hard process is look at the checkerboard, find the wrong meaning, and change the meaning. Because <laughs> there's billions of them. But you got to start somewhere. What is the thing that you're struggling with the most? Where, why? So here's a real simple step. Five steps. Stop. What am I thinking? 
Why am I thinking that? Is it true? What's the truth? Write it down. What am I thinking is the key. Why am I thinking that? Write it down. What am I thinking? Why? Whatever your answer, write down, why am I thinking that? Whatever your answer, why am I thinking that? Whatever your answer, why am I thinking that? Do that five times. Now, that is a very, very simple process. The problem is my brain, on an average, has 40 thoughts a minute. It could be anywhere to about 70,000 thoughts a day. According to Dr. Joe Dispenza, 50% of my thoughts today are trying to overcome what I couldn't do yesterday. So here I am running this vicious, crazy cycle, trying to outthink what I was thinking yesterday, trying to outthink the new problem that came up with today. Using the same trauma that I had from 20 years ago, feeding that into the mix and still just spinning my wheels, spinning my wheels because I didn't go back to that checkerboard, hone down to one problem and deal with it, change it, eradicate it. So that when my brain does the research, it says, no, that's not what it means. This is what it means. And to the point where my brain will never bring the bad idea back into play. Now, Easily said, super hard to do without a coach. <laughs> Absolutely. And as you're, as you're sitting there speaking about this, one of the things I think of is a couple of things. One, our, our mind is like literally a CD. You know, those things we used to play like five, five, ten years ago, you know. <laughs> um, and the thing is like these imprints that you speak about is our brain. And we play this CD and something can actually come across and scratch that CD and yeah. actually alter the way we view things. So that's why like sometimes when let's say uh, Papa Ray and I both go through the same exact event and we have two different outcomes or thought processes. And part of it is looking through the lens of um, my beliefs and he's looking through it out of the lens of his beliefs. And then um, over time, as we sit there and maybe we replay these events in our mind, we might start slowly adding one thing here. Maybe somebody was smoking a cigarette. Maybe it, it could be something small. But the thing is, we start building and creating this story that gets further and further from the truth. Yeah. And, you know, so then it, from what you were speaking of, you know, these 70,000 thoughts and part of the research is, 90% of those thoughts that we have um, from each day come from the day prior. So here we are, we're playing these events and we're actually building them up to be far worse. That's like, just like uh, maybe you're about to walk into an interview for a job and you start playing in your mind how bad it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, And it starts getting worse and worse. Yeah. So th that's the crazy thing about our mind. We can literally alter how our mind is actually perceiving the different bits of information. So, and let me go back and clarify if you were able to follow them steps religiously, you could what we call self healing, and you could literally radically uh, change your life. The problem is, is you have 40 thoughts a minute and 70,000 thoughts a day, <laughs> is your brain never stops. So, in, in all reality, how fast do you want to do it? 
getting that coach is your coach is focused 100% on your results. You're not because you're dealing with all the other stuff that keeps popping into your mind where your coach has one singular focus and that's the result you told him you want to get. So just to be honest, you can try it, but if it ain't working, you can call Trey or me. <laughs> we'll help you. Don't worry about uh, thank, it. Thank you for putting me in there. But right now, this is definitely about you, even though we are yeah, very, no, no, very much not. alike. So um, I do want I to do talk about that. epigenetics, though. Epigenetics is super, super in, enticing. And Dr. Bruce Lipton really goes into a deep dive in this. So I'm going to try to do it justice by explaining it as best as I can. I only know enough to, you know, kind of scratch the surface. But so epigenetics really is, is your, the cells of your body are literally reacting to the environment that is around them. So your, your body's made up of billions and billions of cells that are dying every day and being, they're duplicated and the old ones are dying off every day. All the cells of your body that make up the bones and the skin, the organs are literally dying off and being, or they're duplicating and then dying off. Now, the cells of your body are influenced and directed by the environment. Your thought processes is a huge part of the environment. So here's what happens. When you have negative thoughts, it sends signals to the cells of your body and deregulates the genes in your body. These deregulated cells duplicate themselves. The old ones die off. New information comes down from the brain with deregulating the deregulated cells. Now, those cells duplicate themselves as being deregulated twice. What happens when this continues on and on and on and on and on? You get sick. Your organs deteriorate. Your body deteriorates at a much faster rate. And it's extremely hard to physically heal your body because the signals from your brain to the genes of your body are deregulating your genes, which is, can we be honest? It's killing you. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been smiling this whole time because I eat this information up. This is truly everything that I've been kind of going through over the past I don't know, three or four years now. And one of the, the things that sticks to my mind, there was a movie once upon a time that was called Multiplicity. And that was where they started cloning this person and the clone was cloning and you started having all these different um, clones of this one person, but they were all different. Yeah. And that's exactly what we're doing with our body. You know, it's, it comes down to um, all the different parts of our body. I think the skin um, replaces itself like once a week or um, the intestines, it's like seven to 10 years, but ultimately what we put in our mouth, what we, we feel emotionally on a day in day out basis, uh, the exercises we do, this all plays a big part in the epigenetics of our body and how the Shit. outcome is. Shit. And that's why somebody can go work in a coal mine 
and or two people can go work in a coal mine one person ends up getting cancer and ends up dying and the other one's perfectly fine but they were in the same exact environment why is that that's because of the fact that that one person might have had uh, issues within the home or their upbringing and they couldn't get past it so adding all these different factors of air pollution and the way the person was eating it all plays a huge factor you you hear these people all the time saying oh i can i can sit here and eat all, all the crap i want it, it's not going to affect me and the thing is like it may not but it's been proven that it can start altering everything about ourselves Oh, so geez. it's just Huge. you and I, I mean, we could sit here and, oh man, <laughs> like, I'll be honest all day. <laughs> with you, like, I didn't think that this episode was going to jump out of the gate like this. Uh, you know, I was, I was like, okay, let's, let's build up to this and let's, <laughs> let's find out about uh, Papa Ray and his upbringing. And, uh, you know, from being a single parent and um, to the person you are today and those struggles that you had and then we'll, it, but this is definitely you and I just sit here and talk back and forth all day. We did it before will, too. Yeah. So, <laughs> hey, here's something I just did a uh, Facebook live on, and I really want to encourage you guys to do this. So, I grew up in a single parent home. I followed that when I was four years old. I struggled with the rejection and abandonment literally up until five years ago. Uh, no, like more like six years ago. And I, six years ago, I was going through my second major depression, five minutes away from suicide. And it took me about a year after that event to really kind of catch my equilibrium. I've been on an accelerated, unbelievable accelerated growth track in the last six years. It's just been phenomenal and it doesn't look like it's slowing down at all. But what my point is, is make a chart of zero being the worst that you could possibly be and 100 being the best you could possibly be. And over the last 10 years of your life, chart what happened, where are you? What did you make it through? What did you overcome? Because when you get in the middle of a struggle, what are your, your 40 thoughts a minute, your 70,000 thoughts a day is rehashing from yesterday what you couldn't figure out. And it gets overwhelming. It's just like, Oh my gosh, am I really ever going to make it through this? I just want to, oh my God, I can't even believe this is happening. But when you look at that chart over the 10 years and really be honest on your highs, your lows, what you overcome, what you didn't overcome, wherever you are, when you look at that and you say, oh, wow, I really did make it. And what it does, it gives you a whole new, what I call mindset. When you have a mind shift, it literally helps you to empower you into how do you think now. But if you are only thinking about the bad and the negative and, oh, this is a struggle and my wife's just being a mess and my kids, oh, I got to pull my hair out. I just want to run away and crawl in a hole. Well, wh why? It's because of where you're looking at. It's what you're focusing on. So whatever has got your attention has got you. Now I can look at all the rejection and abandonment that I dealt with in eighth grade dropout, uh, or I can look at the successes I've had being self-employed for 34 years, having two beautiful children, a wife, uh, being married in 36 years, you know, and I can look at my victories. I can look at my wins 
And when I look at my wins, like, man, you were literally you know, five minutes away from suicide and all the other struggles I went through, went bankruptcy, lost my house, lost my business 20 years ago. If I look at that as a negative, I'm going to be on the floor. But if I look at that as a win, it's like, Ray, look what you made it through. You had to do that on your own. Your family didn't come to help you. They could have, but they wouldn't. Look at you, man. You won. You you beat it. You you got it. And what does that do? It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, Whoa. and what it does it is not bragging. It's empowering you. So, take a chart. Five years, ten years, whatever you want to do, but graft what you came through, what you overcame. It's all about mindset. It's all about setting your mind. On, on the fact that you are a winner. You are victorious. Hey, let's be real. You have made it through every bad event in your life. <laughs> it's, you won every single bad event. You are here. You made it. Now, if you track it, it is unbelievable how empowering it is. So I did a graft over a five, six-year graph that six years ago, my family, we were at a 25. And then five years ago, the next year, we were at a 35 and then 40. And all of a sudden we were at a 70 and then 90 and bam, we were just like going off the charts. And when I look back at that chart that I wrote, it empowers me when I, you know, yeah, I got my bad days. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. We got them days like, what am I doing? Is this really like, this is overwhelming. And when I look back at that chart, it's like, whoa, dude, that was just amazing. And it empowers me. It just rips me right out of that funk, puts me on my rocket ship, and like YY Coyote lighting the fuse and just taking off. <laughs> I, I love this, man. It's just, and it's true. It, there's so many things that we can focus on. And you talked about this earlier, the, the lenses in which we, view our life and that comes from those beliefs and those values that we grew up with that can be changed but it takes 100%. a lot of effort so it's a matter of grabbing those different lenses and putting them on and making sure that you are practicing every single day you know you don't go to the gym once a day or just one time in a month and voila there's your results right or if you sit there and you go to the gym for a year and then you stop what's going to happen you're going to lose every that entire momentum and the nine times out of 10, the, the same body physique that you had when you were going and personal development and working on yourself as a lifetime um, or lifelong um, study. So it's always about being aware. You, you talked about it earlier, you know, just sitting there asking the question of, you know, where did this emotion come from? Why did I get it? And it's about asking those questions. And too often we're so caught up in life and the hustle and bustle that we're not taking time to understand ourselves, And that's where a lot of the depression and um, negative thoughts and meaning come into play within ourselves. So oh, thank 100%. you. 100%. You are so right. Yeah, I thank you so much major, for that. I went through them two major depressions. And I can tell you exactly how I got into them is by allowing my thoughts to take me down one step, one step down, one step down, one step down. 
and so I'm in the pit of despair. The same is true on getting out of the pit of despair. I like I had a guy come in today, potential client, and I told him, I said, listen, I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to be your coach. You're coming to me because you want results. I am here to give you results. I'm not here to be nice. I'm here to give you what you're looking for. And I'm just going to say that for any potential client. I'm not looking for more friends. I am looking to get results. If you're coming to me and you're telling me this is what you want to do in life, I'm going to push you as hard as you're going to let me push you. And then I'm going to push you a little harder. Because here's the problem. When your face is against the wall, you can't see anything but the wall. The next thing a good coach will do is put his foot in your back. Your face is against the wall because you're supposed to be on the other side of the wall. There is no reward on the side of the wall that you're on. One of the, the sayings that I love that I've heard and I definitely use is you can't read the label of the box when you're inside the box. Come on. You have to be outside of the box. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, literally, you have to be standing. And that's what coaches do. We are reading the box from the outside. You're living inside this box right now. Let us read it from the outside how it's supposed to be done. So that way you can elevate your life. If you, let me just say this. If you hire a nice coach, you just slow down your progress. If you want your coach to be nice to you, you just add it 10 years to your progress. If you want to hire a coach that is going to push you as hard as you can, and he's going to push you just a little harder, you're going to make accelerated progress. Now, is it really up to you? There, I know coaches out there that their mindset is, well, I'll take you as fast as you want to go. You know, if you don't want to do it, it that's, that's not the fast track. I'm just going to be honest. Yeah, it is, it's really okay. What do you want out of life? What are you willing to tolerate? What are you looking for? But don't complain when you're not making the progress because your coach is being nice to you. So nice guys don't get into the front of the pack. You know, uh, Papa Ray, we'll have to end up ending this episode here in just a few moments. So that because I try to keep it 45 minutes to an hour, but I would love to have you back on another time to, to speak that. a little bit more if you so desire. Um, but first and foremost, you guys, if you're still sitting here listening, which I truly hope you are, because this is so action packed and so informative if your awareness is there and holding you in tune with what we are speaking about currently. Um, but one of the things I was going to speak about is in regards to his book and his book. Um, do you have a, a launch date of when that's going to be yet? I'm hoping within the next two weeks, uh, I two have weeks. an immersion coming up in Indiana. I'd love to take him along. I'm hoping two weeks that we'll have, okay. it, uh, have it available. So we definitely won't be able to have you back right away um, in regards to that. Um, so I would like to speak just very briefly. Uh, why, what was the thought process of this book? Why, why did you come up with these? So real quick, so a real quick backstory. I was in Brazil in 2004 on a mission trip. Holy Spirit told me to stand in the place of this girl's father and bless her as my daughter. I did. It was powerful. It was amazing. I went back in 2006. 
And the two weeks that I was there, literally every single person that came to me for prayer, the Holy Spirit said, bless them as their dad. Uh, one of the girls that I did that with got a hold of me. I ended up going back in 2010 with my own mission trip. I went four times on my own to stand in the place of a father and bless people as a son and a daughter. Talking about rewriting the meaning on that checkerboard, one of the most devastating things on that checkerboard is my daddy doesn't love me. Even though your father may have tried, it's our perception. And when we have a perception that we're not loved, it can be one of the most devastating events in our life that will literally dictate how we live out our life, our whole life. So my book is, Daddy, Why Don't You Love Me? Sharing a Father's Blessing to a Son and a Daughter, Healing the Wounds of the Absent and Abusive Father, literally takes the reader through receiving a father's blessing starting from conception, first, second, third trimester, infant, toddler, youth, teen, adult. And we have seen amazing, Trey, I'm telling you, we have seen unbelievable transformations when that person was able to change that imprinted message to I am loved and I am wanted. It is absolutely I wish to say, if I could, if the Lord told me, Ray, you can only do one thing in the world, I would say, let me bless people as a father. Because I have never seen anything instantly transform people in an instant. As I have, the, as what this does in this, in what it does. It's just unbelievable. I am just like, yeah, it is unbelievable. <laughs> that is amazing. And, you know, this uh, I'm stumbling on my words because I'm trying to phrase what I because I don't want to get too in depth with a, a full-on conversation that needs to be had and for the next episode that we speak on I do want to take us uh, take a trip into the father's uh, realm and how much of in an impact that we have on our children's lives oh, and on our wife oh, and you know so beautiful. and that's and, and that's why I'm saying, like, we have so much to talk about that we can oh, literally that, continue talking and talking. Um, that could be a three-hour session in itself. <laughs> exactly. And it's important. I've talked about some stuff before. And if you guys, uh, right now, if you're a father or soon-to-be father and are listening to this, uh, Papa Ray Hurst is part of this group as well. It's, I have a Fathers Empowering Fathers Facebook group. And that's what that group is meant for it's meant to stand alongside of one another and help each other in these trying times as a father and so make sure uh, go onto facebook look it up fathers empowering fathers that's what it's there this is for us to be authentic as fathers um so sorry ladies in this this group here that's specifically for fathers so that way we can express and help each other out and grow as fathers to better show up for our kids and our spouses. So, yeah. um, yeah. you know, I didn't want to do any self-promotion, but it's important that as you're speaking on your book, that people understand there's these resources out there. And yeah. I highly stress to all of you, as soon as uh, Papa Ray, um, and I'm offering to you to please 
uh, now that you're part of our um, Forging Life podcast page, to go in there, uh, do a live, and let everybody know that you know you will have an episode airing soon, and tell us about this book because it's going to be important once that's actually out or whenever you're ready to do so. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, that's part of the the reason why that page is there is to help each other raise awareness. It's about people understand these episodes are coming out and these are to transform your life. So the things that I have people go live in that group for is something that can potentially change their life. And that will be life altering. So awesome. Before I end this, you know, um, a year and a half ago during our breakout sessions and we had a a spotlight um, on you and talked about one of the things you wanted to improve on. And I still remember to this day, it was meditation for you. So let me ask you, has <laughs> anything come up from that day forward? Because I know I checked in before and you said that you hadn't yet. So give I, us the raw. Wow. Wow. I forgot about it. But that is still a very, very powerful part that I need to do better at. I, uh, I've been able to bring my thinking, my wandering brain back into a lot from what it was. But thank you for bringing that up because meditation in itself is huge. It really helps to bring them 40 thoughts a minute, then 70,000 thoughts a day into a singular flow. Because then 40 thoughts can go in every direction one after another can go in an opposite direction. And thank you for that reminder. I do need to just bring them into a singular flow, flowing in the same direction. If you can get 40 thoughts a minute flowing in the same direction, you have having a phenomenal day. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's amazing. So it is, thank you for that reminder. Uh, I'm glad I came. Writing the coaching programs. You You know what I'm talking about. It's hard, but thank you for bringing that up. That is crucial. It's impressive. And that's one of the things that people that are there and interact, and that's one of the things that if you took the time to be there, I should take the time to know you and understand what it was that you were. And that's that was my perspective. And uh, that's why I still remember that to this day. So. Awesome. Wow. Thank you for reminding <laughs> me. I, I, I needed that reminder. I really, really did. <laughs> All right, Papa Ray. So where can people go um, in regards to getting a hold of you, following you, getting more information, book, programs, whatever you have out there? Is there anything you want to offer to um, the listeners currently? Yeah, the best way to follow me or get a hold of me is my webpage www.ilap, I-L-A-P-N-O-W.com, ilapnow.com. Of course, you can follow me on Facebook. I'm very, very active on my Facebook page, Ray Hurst. I put up, I probably try to do a live recording uh, at least once a day. So those are the best two ways to get a hold of me through my website, ilapnow.com ilapnow or on my Facebook Al Stan thank you so much for that and you said two weeks um, is there an idea of where people can start 
getting these books? Will it be on your website? Is it plans for Amazon? Is there, um, so if we're talking two weeks now, for those of you that are listening to this, when this comes out, this book is already probably going to be out. That's why I'm speaking about this now. So that way, uh, if you're interested and know about this, go check it out. So uh, where would people be able to get their hands on these books? We'll definitely be in Amazon. Daddy, why don't you love me? A father's blessing to a son. And the other book will be Daddy, why don't you love me? A father's blessing to a daughter. They'll definitely be on Amazon. You can also go to my website at www.ilapnow.com and we'll have a way that you can order them from there as well. Outstanding. Papa Ray, it's always a pleasure to speak with you and it's been far too long since we last spoke and I'm glad we were able to uh, start off where we left off or start out yeah. where we left off. So, so. awesome. The, the, my honor and my pleasure, Trey, just amazing. We do have to definitely stay in touch more. All right, any parting words before uh, we jump off today? So guys, it really is, number one, change the meaning you gave to the past. Your past perceptions will always be your future projections until you change the meaning of the past. Let me say it one more time. Your past perceptions will always be your future projections until you change the meaning you gave to the past. And that's a mic drop. Papa Ray, thank you so much for being here. And as always, you guys make the rest of your day the best of your day. Thank you for taking the time and listening to this podcast. If you're enjoying the Forging Life podcast, I ask you this. Take a moment and head over and rate this podcast. If you're listening to it on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you enjoy the most, please just take a moment so that way it will help get this episode or episodes into the ears of somebody else. And if you would like to join the discussion, make sure you head over to the Facebook page, Forging Life Podcast, and join us there.